tending, tending to myself, tending to my work world, tending to my friends and family, tending to the greater world, and coming back down to tending to myself. For the last eight years, I have had eight different part-time jobs, and each time I'm in one of these new jobs, I've been um, watching over the last few years, a few years, to notice the patterns that are emerging. So the reason for this sort of craziness of doing eight different jobs in eight years is I was working at an organization and really feeling a part of a leadership role. I felt very empowered for quite a few years. And then things started to shift and change as they do anytime, at least I find, when I'm working for an institution in an organization that has its own rules and regs. And I was allowed to be pretty autonomous until about the last five years of that work. During those last five years, I moved myself into more of a creativity coach role so that I could tend to myself and tend to others in the world through creativity. So there was this sort of ongoing piece. As I knew things were going to shift and change in the organization, I probably should have quit earlier, but I didn't have the foresight or the understanding of what was happening at that time. And so what eventually did happen is I was let go of that organization and it caused a huge rift in my personal growth, my understanding of who I was in the work world, my self-worth tanked, and, and that is still resonating with me even eight years later. The people at that organization, I felt, even though the job needed to shift and change, I felt really left alone. These were people that I had worked with for 14 years and had given so much of myself. I can look back now and see the benefits and the growth that I learned there, but at the moment it it hurt. And I haven't spoken to many of those people other than surface time. I mean, I was literally dropped and ignored. And I think that's happening quite a bit in the work world. And I'm reading a book now called wholehearted and she's talking about the same phenomenon right so you've got that back and forth between knowing you may need to leave knowing the system or organization is changing but you've given so much of your time and life to it it's really difficult to see how you're going to make a transition and my husband and I talk quite a bit about what's happening now in the world with the great resignation and I feel like I've been on the precipice of that and had started that long before the the pandemic not by choice but by circumstance so the eight jobs um and i didn't know there would be eight at the time and they're still shifting and changing but when i was let go of this other organization i decided that i would start to work in different organizations or places where I might work when I'm retired. So I sort of thought of myself as maybe semi-retired at 49 years old, which was way too young to be feeling semi-retired for me. And, um, but that's what I did. 
So I stepped into working at Botanical Gardens in the education department, and I loved it, but I was still very raw from losing this other position. And while I worked for this organization, I was able to be outside. I was able to enjoy nature and beauty and horticulture and the arts, and it was beautiful. Where my heels dug in was when I was actually asked to do the work of the job, to go out and be with students, to be there on the weekends, to give a little bit more of myself. And then when some of the people in that organization started to ask me to dig into my my past work and bring to them information to help them support their education department, I burst into tears. I lost it. They wanted something from me, and this is where I was vulnerability-wise. They wanted something from me, and they were paying me minimum wage, little above, and wanted me to take those, that years of experience and just give it to them. And it put me right back into being in the situation of having an organization take from you and that's just my experience. These were good people. They weren't asking anything out of the ordinary. But for me, at that vulnerable, sensitive time, it was overwhelming. It was not, it was overwhelming. And so I started to look for other work. But in the meantime, I had been taking photographs and connecting in with the beauty of that work and really trying to go back to that Zen mind, beginner mind how can I work in an organization and really go back to center and learn from them? So I started to learn that I was going to look exactly at what I was getting paid and what I was willing and not willing to do. And that was an interesting new way for me to be because I always wanted to be the good girl and do everything that I was told. And I decided, nope, I'm just going to watch what they do, do what I believe the pay was worth and then start to look for other work, which is what happened and what I did. And this was the first time that I up and quit something. I was done. I said, they are pushing for me to do things that I don't want to do. And had long conversations with my husband about burning bridges. And I said, look, that's an old way of thinking. And that's an old mindset that's not going to work for me. I'm stepping into an hours for dollar at will employee job and I'm stepping out when I want. This was the first step of me beginning to empower myself to be able to start something and quit something and be very honest with the people I was working with about why I was leaving. Not an easy thing to do, especially in that vulnerable stage, but I did it. Moved into the next opportunity which was working for a university under a grant program. And it was great. Had my own office, had my own space, expanded, was able to be a part of um, a university culture. I really enjoyed that. And again, went in with the Zen mind, beginner mind, and then started to watch the pieces of the fabric of an institution start to creep in. Trying to set forth thoughts and ideas of leadership, asking for certain things, and receiving a big brick wall of no. Starting to realize what my place was going to be there, 
and then turning it around and saying, okay, I'm on a grant. I'm only going to do the work that's available on the grant, what I'm getting paid to do. Then this starts to get noticed and it's uncomfortable for the organization because they want me to do more. And I dig my heels in and say, nope, this is what it says I'm going to do. This is what I will do. And so basically playing the other side, the devil's advocate of that role of not just doing whatever they tell you to do because you're being paid to do that work, but saying, questioning it and laying it out and saying, this is what I will do and this is how I will do it. And that does burn a bridge, I will tell you, because when I went to interview for another job within that organization, this is all from my perspective, I was not even given an interview for that next stage because the people saw me the way they wanted to see me and that would be true because what I was showing them was here's what I'm willing to do and here's what I'm not willing to do. So I moved on from that position, moved into a position of I thought would be interesting to try being an administrative assistant in an interesting organization um, with someone that I knew from years past. And that worked for a while, but I was bored out of my mind. And the individual I was working for, um, she saw the role as something, actually, she saw the role as being more expansive. I saw it as an administrative assistant with very simple rules and regulations. She saw it as a growing potential, and we just had a different perspective as to what that role was going to be. And again, dug my heels in, said, no, here's what I'm willing to do. And here's what I'm not willing to do. And moved on from that job. Um, again, quitting at all of these times and letting them know this, this is my bottom line. Here's what I will do. And here's what I won't. And then quitting and leaving, going in with an open mind, but then being really, um, didactic about exactly what I would do and what I wouldn't do. This is new for me. And this, this was years of practicing this. Start it, stay open to possibilities, only do the work that the pay shows and leaving when it is finished for me. Stepped into the next role, which was working for the parks, being outside, connecting in with students and adults and walking in the woods. I loved this job. I loved this job. However, when I when I started to overstep my boundaries and say I would like to do some of these leadership position things as I saw them, I was then overstepping my boundaries of an hours for dollars job that was perceived by that administration as a certain way and you did it their way and that was that. And I was, again, back to saying, what if you tried it this way? What if you tried it that way? That was not my role. I was trying to step myself into a leadership role that was not the job. And that did get me into um, uncomfortable situations. I had to back off of that and remind myself, hours for dollars, walking in the woods. But then when I was started, when I was then again asked to do certain things for the organization that they wanted from me and I refused, that became an issue. So again, back to, I'm, you know, as I'm speaking this, I'm hearing the pattern, I'm hearing the pattern, and it's been all really good for me to experience this pattern, to be okay with the fact that people may not like me, but I'm sticking to my truth and reminding myself if I overstep my boundaries and try to step into a role that isn't part of the job, 
I have to relook at how I'm doing things. And when that was uncomfortable and didn't work, I quit and I left. So this is the pattern that's been continuing and it's been very freeing in some ways, very uncomfortable in other ways. And also showing me how I'm coming back around to center to the possibility of getting recertified. Uh, my original work was in education and um, oh, I, I've forgotten too. The, the, one of the other jobs that I did um, and it's still on and off doing is adjunct work back at the university. And I love that because I could teach creatively with kids. But again, it comes down to what you're getting paid for the amount of work that you're doing. And so that that in leads me to, am I ready now to go back and get recertified, go back into the work world? And there's circumstances within my own home life that would that will also, you know, open the door to that. And um, wondering, you know, do I want to be in a more full-time position again and get that recertification, be in a in an institution, knowing that I am at this point in my life a little bit older and it's not going to be a lifelong career. But do I want to get paid more and do I want to step into more of a leadership role or do I want to continue on with the hours for dollars at will positions. Right now I'm working part-time with another teacher and I'm able to sit and watch that teacher and I flat out know what my role is and I'm enjoying that time with the students. But is there more? And then looking at the whole other side of, of creating, um, creating your life and creating that leadership role and what does that mean? So this is sort of a rambling on um, as I've been thinking about tending to my own life, tending to the garden of my own work, tending to the small pieces that I'm putting into place, tending to the understanding of how I'm starting and quitting and starting and quitting and reflecting back on how is that benefiting the next phase of what I'm going to be doing in my life. I'm wondering how you've been living your life these past let's say eight years what are you noticing I do notice sort of a pattern of between seven sometimes seven years sometimes 14 years so it probably is more like a seven year cycle of watching and reflecting back and seeing what's next I will be continuing on this series of tending for the next few weeks here on this podcast back and forth with reflecting back over my old podcasts but I just was writing about this this morning and noticing those patterns starting with Zen Mind working at capacity noticing how I'm working in regards to others and our reflective back and forth working in the work world and then leaving it and doing something different which is working for me or am I looking now for more of a long-term sustainable salaried position to be back to knowing full well that what will come with it with the bureaucracy that will always be there I won't be able to quit it like I can with these at-will jobs so taking a look at that anyway that's where I am right now how do I see this as creative work I am creating my life I am creating physically alongside of it 
I am doing the work of being alive on the planet and creating and co-creating with other human beings here and seeing how that works, what my tending to my day-to-day, how that affects the greater world, my friendships, my work world, and the greater world of um, sustainability and co-creating and creating a society and an economy that might be more workable for me and possibly for others. We'll see. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. articles on change really is what I was reflecting back upon in some ways. So as you listen to eight jobs in eight years, I have placed the podcasts or recordings after the eight jobs in eight years information that I'm sharing. If you continue to listen, you will then hear the podcasts on change. They're very tiny, they're very short, but they do talk about what to do to continue to take care of yourself while change is happening. Keeping that consistent practice is always tending to who I am, to who we are, to take care of the self at all times. Hope you'll continue to listen. Thanks. Change. Sooner or later, everything slips away, or we slip away from it. Joan Bunning, Learning the Tarot. I've gathered a great many insights from reading the tarot each day. The quote I just read whenever I received the Eight of Cups in my reading, has stayed in my mind for a few years now. Noticing when change is happening and adjusting where needed to bring about peaceful existence, this card shows up. Making a big change because something is just not serving your purpose anymore gives us all pause for reflection. Then, knowing how to take care of ourselves in order to move through the inevitable change is so important. In our lives, there comes a time, actually many times, when we notice a subtle shift in a relationship, group activities, and changes in our own work or job. There is less communication, more distraction, a sort of restlessness. Have you ever noticed this? It's like the group as a whole and you as part of the group know it's time to move on, but it may take a while to work up to that final step. Here are some signs that it might be time to change or shift from a current job, group, or relationship. One, less communication. At this time, we may just begin to notice that the members of the group or the people in our relationships are not connecting as seamlessly as usual. There are missed appointments, misunderstandings, common areas of interest, and topics are few and far between. Two, distraction. Members of the group or partners are not as attentive 
There may be more wistful time looking off and not really focusing on the topic at hand. Three, restlessness. The body language is fidgety. The other person or people or you are fiddling with cell phones or writing something, sidetracked, daydreaming, tapping feet during a really important conversation or meeting. Remembering that nothing is permanent, we begin to realize the past is gone. What was true is no longer true in the workings of a group or relationship. The signs of change are right there in front of us and we must accept them and recognize that it may be time to move on. So how can we support ourselves while this is happening? some ways we can support ourselves while change is happening. Number one, create a self-care routine now, or if you have a routine in place, stick to it. You will need its stability at these times, times of change. Even a few minutes at the start and end of each day that are just for you for your own self-care will be invaluable. Two, take 15 minutes each day to do something that you love. Put this on your schedule and hold it as sacred time. Three, continue on with your healthy diet, stave off fatigue and mild melancholy by eating healthy food and drinking plenty of water. Four, take a few minutes at the beginning and end of each day to meditate. Find quiet time to go within and check in with your inner voice. Five, touch the earth, center in and ground yourself in nature. It's important to have your self-care routine in place. This will help you when you're just noticing the beginnings of change. You're in the middle of a change, or if you're ready to take that leap full on into the change. Consistency and inner practice give you the strength you will need for whenever these subtle grand changes occur, and they will. Sometimes you'll be aware of when they are happening, other times you may not. However, if you have your plan in place to center yourself daily, you will be able to move through these life changes with so much more ease. Always know that the world is evolving. Groups, relationships, and work keep us moving on. We can create a routine that will help support our ability to be flexible as this change occurs. Remember to be gentle with yourself. Create your own self-care routine. Prepare yourself for the change that is inevitable.